When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Something I've been meaning to do for a while is that classic knee-jerk stream. We're bringing it back. We're going to talk about Game Week 28, the players we wish we had, the players we need to get. Um, and joining me is a new face over at Fantasy Football Scout and a new face in the FPL community as well. It's Jay London. <laughs> How you doing, Jay? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it, man. It's nice to be on the channel. Nice to see you. Nice to have a little chat about FPL as well on like a on a Monday. Breaks it up a bit, innit? It does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's loads to talk about. I mean, it was a crazy weekend of of football. You had loads of, you know, chips being played, bench boost, free hits. You had people on, on big hits. You had people trying to, you know, save the transfers. And I think people have been Reece punished. James. Reese James. Oh, no. Well, we'll talk about him. Talk about him a little bit. <laughs> um, before we start, though, just give a little bit of an introduction as to who you are. Because like I said, you're new on the scene. You've got a new YouTube channel um, at mm -hmm. FPL of the day. Uh, so everyone can follow you and check out the YouTube channel as well. And it's doing well, right? You've only been going for a little while, but it seems to be gaining quite a lot of traction. Yeah, it's just been going for a few months. So my, my background is entertainment and presenting. So I present on a um, national radio station, Capital Extra. Um, and, you know, I've been doing entertainment and stuff for ages, like on my radio show and, and bits and bobs. But football has always been a massive passion of mine. So to do FPL content is just a dream come true because it allows me to just, you know, pick up a camera, sit in my bedroom, moan about some of the players that aren't delivering, try and help people out, give some advice. Um, and, yeah, I'm very much I'm very much an eye test kind of guy as well. So I watch a lot of football. Um, so I'm able to kind of talk about that stuff and then leave maybe more of the stat stuff to you guys, because like you guys do that very well. And I come to like places like this to get the stats, but yeah, in terms of like a general conversation and things like that, I thought FPL of the day would be nice for people who always share, who also share that as well, that mm. just like to watch football passionate about FPL. And yeah, we can talk about things, discuss things, put some wild cards and free hit drafts together and yeah, hope to increase each other's ranks. So that's why I thought I'd start it. And yeah, so far, so good. I think we hit 700 subscribers today, um, which is really good. The last video got about 7,000 views, which is unbelievable for like a mm. brand new YouTube channel. I didn't, I really didn't expect that until like maybe next season. So yeah, if anyone watching has obviously checked out the channel already, a big thank you and Thanks in advance for anyone else who does who does come over and have have a little look. Are you insinuating that I'm a big stats nerd? Is that that's kind of what I took from that? I know that you do like your stats. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen quite a few of your bits and bobs, and obviously, like um, I've been a fan for a little while. So, yeah, I know you're into your stats. I do as well. I mean, to a certain extent, obviously, we can't ignore stats. Um, but I'm always having like these continuous arguments about you know stats versus eye tests and things like that. And there's a guy, there's a there's a specific guy on Twitter. That I'm always arguing about with Rafinha because I've owned Rafinha from the from the start of the season. He's been mm. one of the most frustrating people <laughs> I've ever that I've ever owned because he is so good on the eye. And then this guy would always come with like the stats and it's like, oh, look at this and look at that. But for an FPL owner, like for for an FPL owner, he's just been really frustrating because he's only getting like yeah. two points, three points a game. He's missing games through injuries and stuff like that. I just feel sorry for the people that captained him like last game week. What was that about? I know. That was harsh. Well, actually, that, that leads us perfectly into our first into our first team of, of this kind of knee-jerk stream, which is Leeds. I mean, obviously, people were looking at, at Leeds in this game, playing Leicester. Leicester have been struggling defensively. Okay, they've got the clean sheet against Burnley, but, you know, one of the bottom teams this season for their defensive numbers. Uh, if, you, if, you know, shots on target conceded, XGI conceded, all that kind of stuff. Like conceding goals for fun. Come up against Leeds. Leeds kind of famous for scoring goals, attacking team under Bielsa. So no one's expecting that to change too much. It was a good performance from Leeds, but look at this on the screen. XG achievers, game week 29, underachievers, top of the list, Rafina. So you talk about a frustrating FPL asset, and that's the stat that shows it perfectly. Because how he missed that chance, I, I just don't know. <laughs> on, on any other day, you would expect him to score that, right? It's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. I know, I know. I mean, he had a he had a poor game 
overall. Leeds looked more solid, more compact. There was a, a different style to them. But mm. I mean, we're all looking at Rafinha now and thinking if Leeds are going to get out of this mess, they need him to start performing how he's capable of. He's one of the most talented players I've ever seen play in the Premier League. Like his, his talent isn't in question. Why do you think it is that he's suddenly just not performing? It might, it might have, it might have something to do with all of the the transfer speculation, you know. Mm. Because remember, in January, even before January, he was heavily linked to Bayern, wasn't he? And <clears throat> a lot of people thought that he was actually going to be making that move. Yeah. Um, so obviously it was reported, wasn't it, that he was like it'd been confirmed and he was he was off. Yeah, there was there was it was a really really heavy rumor. You know, sometimes you get ones that are a little just a bit like okay, yeah, whatever. But this one was one that I think we all thought that makes sense. Like Rafinha is gone. He's going to go to Bayern and he's going to light it up over there. But um, that could maybe, maybe he's not as happy as he was before. I'm not sure. I'm sure Leeds fans will let us know down in the comments, but maybe Daniel James might have affected some of that as well, because, you know, he's been, he's been producing quite a little bit and delivering when Leeds look to be performing a little bit better. And then obviously there is the fact that Bamford has been out for ages. So mm. I don't know, maybe that's had an impact on Rafinha too, but you would expect the fact that, you know, they haven't actually got someone like Bamford to increase the, the chances of Rafinha performing better because obviously he's, we assume he's on penalties. We've not seen yeah. him take one for ages. Um, so you would assume that it would actually help things, but he's just, he still looks like an amazing player and no one, no one can argue that. Like he still looks amazing. Again, going back to the eye test, when we're watching him play, he's such a threat. But at the end of the day, once the 90 minutes are gone, you go back to your FPL team, he's got two points. Like, it's just week <laughs> after week. It's, it's so frustrating. And he's, he's a lot of talk around Rafinha is around the fact he never gets double-digit holes. Mm. You know, he, can, he went for a, a decent spiller in the season. I had any, he was getting eights and nines, but he very rarely gets more than one attacking return. Often that's enough maybe to get him a few, a few bonus, but that's the other frustrating part of him as well. I mean, you take Bamford out of the side. I mean, he's the, the focal point of the attack. You take Harry Kane out of Spurs, you know, you take any of these players out of, of the team and they, they're going to, they're going to lose out. But when you see Rafinha miss that chance, like he did in a crucial game against Leicester, you, you just think oh, that is just, that is how, how many times can we be frustrated by this guy before we don't go there? anymore and that's a perfect question for you because you've got him and you are frustrated with him <laughs> i've had him from the beginning that that's the, <laughs> that's loyalty that's, that is <laughs> that's the loyalty yeah and remember at the start of the season there was like obviously there's international games as well um i managed to hang on to him i thought let me try and stay ahead of the crowd just keep him on the bench and then everyone's going to bring him back in so i'll keep him there and he's not really rewarded me it's the same same kind of story with like antonio for those people who have held on to him for so long rafinha has just been really frustrating and I don't know, like if I do play my wild card, which I know we'll get onto in a bit, but if I do like look at playing a, a chip in like 29 and I do go on my wild card, I'm, I'm not sure he'll be in the team, no. if I'm being honest. I'm not sure if he will be. So, yeah, hopefully he can actually start doing a little bit better. I'm hoping that that next game um, he does actually, you know, produce something a little bit better. As Aston Villa and we know how attacking both of those teams have been of late. So, Hopefully it can just be like a basketball match, end-to-end -end stuff, and Rafinha can can actually get at least just a goal. That's we're not asking for much, are we? <laughs> just anything, just, just anything. Just one, just an assist. Especially like... when, especially when other players, you know, talk about Reese James, Havertz, Katie. Especially when these guys have all delivered, you you need your captain to get something. Otherwise, yeah, you're you're in the mud, as, as the kids say. Yeah, 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 exactly that, which has been pretty much the story for those of us that haven't transferred in Reese James. So, yeah. Yeah, there is that too. There is that too. So I'm on a wild card this week. I've pulled the trigger. Um, Rafinha's in it at the moment. I mean, Norwich okay. next and then a game in 30. I don't feel too confident about him, but he, he's he's a hold for me. Would, would you, do you reckon you'll end up with him? I think if I was to go for a Leeds player now, it would probably be James or Harrison. Really? Um yeah, just because it, it saves you that little bit extra. I did put together a wildcard video on the last, um, a wildcard draft in the last video that I put out. Rafini didn't make it. Um, Martinelli was in there, but, you know, if he was to downgrade someone like Rafinha to a James or, or to a Harrison, then maybe you could up upscale things to like a Saka, which I would prefer, you know, Saka and James over Rafinha and Martinelli mm. at the moment. Um, so... At this current time, I don't know, maybe it's just it maybe it does come down to the fact that I've held him for so long and I do want something a little bit different. I think if I didn't have him in my team, 
from the start of the season, now would be a nice time to jump on and say, okay, cool, I'm going to bring him in now because that fixture run does look nice. He does have that game in game week yeah. 30 as well, um, which, you know, there aren't many people to choose from. But long term, I think if he was making a wild card for game week 31, it would be a little bit different, I think. It would be quite tricky to get him in there because of how many other options there would be. And but the fact he hasn't got a double. After and the fact that he hasn't got a double, exactly. Yeah. But because we're so scarce for those for those games in 30, which I think is a trap, by the way. Yeah. Such a trap. Uh, <laughs> Such a we're trap. Gonna, <laughs> we're all going to triple up on Spurs and Arsenal and try and bring in like people like Luca Dean if we don't have him already. And then, yeah, we're just going to get trapped. But we'll just end up with Ollie Watkins um, in our teams. <laughs> just... <laughs> But you know what's going to happen, Jay? You're going to take Rafina out for Harrison and try and be clever. And Rafina's going to bang his first double digit in like 20 weeks and you're going to be cursed. That's, always, just, that's just what happens. It's always the way, but we can't help it. It's always the way. Like last last week, I, I used my free hit. I had Mares and De Bruyne, yeah? And we all know what happened yesterday. So they've both got double goals. They've both like scored two goals. Um and yeah, Mares has scored what's or produced or returned in like six no, of the I last know. seven or something like that. Something like that. And the one game, the one game that I didn't have him <laughs> is when <laughs> the one game that I had him for is a game that he chooses not to do anything. But hey, let's pep roulette. That's what happens. You. But it's always the way. You know how it goes in FPL. You take a player out, they perform, you put him in. And then that's just that's just the, the roll of the dice, isn't it? But I think I'll sleep better without him in my team, as to be honest. <laughs> I think I'll sleep better without him. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like you said, there's not looking at wildcard teams, looking at ways to be a bit different. I'm not. There's not a huge amount of players that have a double and then a and then a game in thirty. So it's hard to differentiate. And it, and it is coming. It is probably coming down to things like Saka or Martinelli or Rafinha versus Harrison. I think if it's not Rafinha though, I just wouldn't bother with Leeds at all. I have I've even less trust in Harrison mm. <laughs> than I than I do Rafinha. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he really hasn't kicked on from last year. Harrison, he was he was a good option last last season. But... Last season, he was he was mm. smashing it, wasn't he? There was that period that everyone had to like try and jump on him as well because he was just yeah. producing half a week. But yeah, I mean, Rodrigo's also an option as well because obviously we're looking a little bit short up front. Um, I know everyone loves Broyer and, and and players like that, but obviously with him blanking in thirty and you know just not having that many options up front. Rodrigo could also be an option if you want to try and tap into that lead squad. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Yeah. I don't really feel like there's much players outside of Rafinha, James Harrison, maybe Rodrigo at a stretch. And then if it's not going to be Rafinha or slash James, then maybe just look elsewhere. But yeah, I, I don't think he would make my wild card. Sorry, Rafinha. I'm sorry, bro. Wow, big, big talk. Um, Leicester. So they played Leicester. Just, just quickly touch on them. Uh, I mean, Harvey Barnes scored the goal. Vardy was back in the sides. I'm looking at Barnes, not on the wild card, but I'll be bringing them in 4.30. I think Leicester have got the best looking game in 30. It's the only game that doesn't look like a complete trap to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting Leicester to beat Brentford. I think yeah. we're, Vardy's just back from injury and he's very expensive. Madison's got these injuries that he's had all season. Mm. Barnes looks the one to me. Agree on that? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say Barnes is probably the safest bet. Um, Madison's the one that I would want. Yeah, Obviously, same. it just depends on that injury and, and that fitness. He he missed out last weekend. So, yeah, hopefully that's just like the last bit of rest that he needed before he can he can kick on. So, obviously, we'll have to keep keep close eye on like the press conferences and stuff. Um, and if Madison does look like he's going to be fit, then I guess that will be the one that we all go for. But, yeah, if it's not going to be him, then I guess it has to be Barnes. Yep. Like you said, Vardy's just, he's too much and... Forwards just haven't really done the job this season, have they? So, yeah, to invest that sort of money up front, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it could be much of a high reward. Plus, Dak is there as well, isn't he? Yeah. And, you know, he's been doing pretty well. Iniacho, I think, has been really unlucky because remember the end of last season, how great mm. he was. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as this season kicked off, they just left him on the bench. So, who knows? Maybe he could come back into the team and, and start doing some bits. Um, but, yeah, I'd agree with you. Harvey Barnes... Stay away from that defence as well, because, yeah, yeah even though they, can, they managed to keep a clean sheet last game, but they've not been looking good, Leicester, at the back, have they, of late? So I'm going to end yeah, up I'm... with Daniel Amati in my side, and yeah. that doesn't feel great, but he's like 3.7 yeah. or something ridiculous. <laughs> he's not, he's just an enabler, though, isn't he? he he's is. not, um... I'm not expecting too much more, yeah, more Dan. not going to be playing. That's all right. <laughs> uh, okay, Chelsea next. So Chelsea um, played Burnley. Obviously, Chelsea got a double game week. Lots of investment in a lot of their options. Some people had to make the choice between Rudiger and James. 
Some people went for James, richly awarded. Others went for Rudiger, rewarded, but not to the same levels. Uh, on the screen is expecting goal involvement um, of all players, uh, you know, um, in game week 28. And you can see it's filled by minutes per FPL point. Gundogan's top because he came on for like <laughs> five minutes and got an assist. Uh, but second is Reese James, uh, 3.9. I mean, 18 point return from him. Um, I mean, you didn't get him. You must have been pretty... Did, did you consider him? Were you close? Right. So my, my, my story with James, I've been one of the managers that didn't have him when he went on that ridiculous run and he got like 100 points in five games or whatever, yeah? That ridiculous run. And then I brought him in and then he went on that ridiculous run of when he got like five points in like five games mm. or something ridiculous, yeah? So I was stung by that and I, I, that still hurts. That still That still hurts. <laughs> So the fact that he had obviously just come back from fitness, I did put emotions um, aside, even though it doesn't sound like it. I actually did put emotions aside. And the fact that he's just come back from injury made me feel like Rudiger would obviously be the safer bet. And I think that's why most people did go for Rudiger because because of that. If we all knew that James was 100% fit and he was going to be starting both games, then, you know, for point one, it it would have been James. Um, So I just thought, let me just go for the safe option this week in Rudiger because we know that he's going to be playing I I pretty much betted on Chelsea keeping a clean sheet in both of those games so I thought it was a safe bet to to have Rudiger in there um and then yeah I was actually out on Saturday I was at a baby shower and I was just checking my phone and then I saw that Reese James had scored a goal and I (laughs) like literally it's like it's like he knows it's like he knows for those of us that don't have him in our team he knows when to just turn it on and actually just punish us completely you know like we said earlier on in the stream what's going to happen is now i'm going to put him in next week he's going to do absolutely nothing oh he'll be benched yeah he'll be benched against newcastle yeah which is exactly which is exactly (laughs) how it goes um so yeah my my saving grace was coutinho which i know we'll come on to in a bit um because i did actually manage to catch him uh, to captain him but yeah rudiger i know there's a lot of people that are feeling very stung by that decision because, you know, Rudiger obviously came away with the clean sheet and James has come away with 18 points. But, you know, I think don't be too hard on yourself if that was you, because it was a very close call. And it's always easy to to look at things in hindsight and say, yeah, I should have went for James. But if you are playing the safe bet, then Rudiger was the safe option. And then just credit to people that, you know, wanted to take a little bit of a gamble and and, and went for Reese James, but I mean, I was I, I was think... confident. I was confident on James. Start. I mean, I captained him, so I was confident that he was gonna he was gonna play, especially that first game. Yeah. He has Pilaquetta news that that got me in the end, but mm-hmm. I was not expecting eighteen points. And I think anyone who thinks thing. anyone who thinks yeah. they they you know, I thought I thought he could get an assist. I thought he could do a trend. You know, get kind of twelve points, clean sheet, and assist. Yeah. For, to get eighteen points in the first game is an unbelievable returns it's absolutely um, ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and the goal the goal that he scored as well like it 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 could have hit so many players on the way through like there was so many people around like around him and and, and on the line and, and things like that so the fact that he actually did manage to get that goal it's not like he was having so many chances and they were clear cut and you know he was he was streaming forward but just credit yeah credit to you guys who actually did put him in um who backed him because yeah the clean sheet did look like it was it was a given and yeah, the assist was was probably, like you say, one of the things that everybody could only have hoped for. But the fact that he's come away with 18 points, it's just, I did, I stayed away for, from Twitter for about 24 hours after that. It was just, it was just <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, have a, have a look on the screen. So, you know, we talk about stats. So expected goal involvement. His is 0.16 from that game. Mm-hmm. Havertz's was 1.16. So... The difference in points was four points in James's favour, you know, nearly getting 20 points. But he wasn't expected to get anywhere near those things. He was just in the right place at the right time. You know, the goal he scored was a great finish. Mm-hmm. The the cross he put in was well converted. It's But, you know, these were... His, his stats don't indicate, oh, he was like absolutely on fire in this game. His stats indicate, okay, he did a couple of good things and got more than he deserved. Um, yeah. 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 But I guess I guess the the gamble was the fact that he does get forward a lot more and you know he, there is there is that chance that he can he can come away with something. I mean no one expected Rudiger, Rudiger to get an assist or to no. score anything. That would definitely be just some good fortune. It shows what Chelsea um, have been missing, right? Because they just haven't had yeah. a replacement. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the fact that he is back now um, means that, you know, especially if he's not benched in the next game, means that we're all going to have to try and get him in like from game week 31 onwards. But yeah, for now, I'm still managing to survive um, the fact that I didn't get him in. Um, <laughs> you know, Trent and Robbo came away for a clean sheet as well. Um, so, so far, so good. Rudiger obviously did get that clean sheet. I mean, that would have hurt even more if Chelsea did manage to concede, and they almost did as well. Imagine like. James going off at 70 minutes and then they concede. Yeah. That would have been... And then, and then Chelsea <laughs> conceded. You know what I mean? So the worst. I'll take that. I'll take the six points, take it on the chin. And yeah, just credit to everyone that brought him in, even though it does hurt. Impressed by Havertz? Havertz with two goals? Been he's playing been... quite a lot recently yeah i mean he's he's looked he's been very up and down hasn't he at the start of the season he was he was a guy that we was all looking at thinking yeah Havertz is going to be the answer um but yeah he looks good i mean the second goal that he scored was was just a little bit of a tapping wasn't it um but other than that i feel like of late he's been playing really well and plus he's keeping Lukaku out the team so he's got to be doing something right he's got to be doing something right yeah i started the last five out of the last six only he's only um Bench was in the cup. Yeah, but he was exactly. obviously rested for this game, so clearly yeah. favoured over Lukaku at the moment. And even if Lukaku comes in, Havertz won't drop out of the team. I don't think the way he's playing, it will just move over yeah. into, a, into a ten or move over to the right or something like that. Mm. Um, okay, Villa next. So your boy Coutinho is top of the list. Yes, uh, hey, we can finally talk about something good uh, for you now. Um, I mean, the big decision here: a lot of people were were torn between Jacob Ramsey at four point eight and and Coutinho. All the mm. stats, you talk about stats versus eye test, all the stats pointed to Ramsey being yeah. a better option. Um, but I went with Coutinho probably because it was heart overhead. And I just I just think he's world-class player, can turn it on. Gerard's tweaked the system a little bit. We don't know how that's going to impact anyone. But when you've got that kind of decision to make, you go for the most talented player in the side. And oh my God, the highlights of that game... <laughs> He could. He, you are unlucky not to have more points from Coutinho because he could have got 25, 30 points in that match. What did you feel watching be, it? <laughs> I don't want to sound greedy because I was all right. Like I said, I was just checking the scores <laughs> frantically on Saturday. So I was when I saw that he, it was an assist and there was a goal there from Coutinho, I was, I was happy with that because obviously he was the captain. But yeah, watching back the highlights, that was ridiculous. There was that one chance that like you would have betted everything that he would have put that away. And he's managed to just put it just past the post. Could have had another assist as well. Like, I don't know how Watkins missed that chance. He was he was literally one-on-one, -on -one, clear on goal. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking the fact that he did look so good as a really good positive. Um, and the fact that I've got him in my team and we do have that next game against Leeds, that is what is filling me with a lot of confidence. Um, because if he does play anything like that against Leeds, he could come away with 50 points. Like who knows yeah. what could happen there. <laughs> he's he looked unreal he looked absolutely he unreal did. it was it was a like an amazing performance i mean southampton have been good lately right picking up wins defensively mm -hmm. they're always you always feel they're a little bit a little bit frail but you know villa were able to keep them out as well which was impressive southampton attacks been so good um i mean i've got a couple of southampton players in, in my free hit side going to newcastle next hoping that was just a kind of a, a bit of a blip but yeah. because villa haven't been great the last few weeks either but yeah just turned yeah. it on didn't they? every player in that side was i mean ings and watkins finally linking up and, and looking half decent yeah 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 even david louise got in on there like yeah. what, what was going on what douglas. Was going... douglas not david douglas, douglas. they haven't signed him as well they've got yeah. enough brazilians <laughs> yeah, they've got enough even douglas got in on the app so the fact that that happened was like if you you know you got you got your defensive midfielder scoring goals then anything can sort of happen from there but yeah just that that cushion down from coutinho as well was just... oh i know just oh, so man. so classy. His touch, his his flicks, everything. Just everything was just so from the finishing. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've had him for about three or four game weeks now. Um, I missed out on that on that game week where he just absolutely went crazy, and then I brought him in the game week after that. So he's been quite quiet up until now. So yeah, it's just nice to see that the faith has been repaid yeah. and. Captain choices was out of him, Rudiger and Rafinha. And we've spoken about Rafinha, so it was never going to go on him. So it was down to, to Rudiger and, and Coutinho. So I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd go for the attacking option. And yeah, just happy, happy the fact that that's paid off because otherwise I would be very much in the mud, not owning Reese James. And for those of you guys that have, have captained him as well, that would have been an absolute nightmare. I would have dropped right down. So 
yeah, happy days. Happy Keeping days, him? Feeling, yeah. I think I'm going to keep him. Yeah. Um, I was considering on playing my wild card for 29 to then cover the blanks for 30 as well. But looking at my team, I might actually just hang on to it, make a few transfers, try and just cover 29, maybe bring in some of the cheaper Tottenham players like Kulisevsky. Um, might have to leave Son, but that's going to give me a, a few sleepless nights and keep Coutinho. But I'm going to have to look ahead. We'll, we'll see what happens in the Tottenham game later on. Um, if Son and Kane absolutely tear Everton to pieces, then I'm not going to be able to ignore them. Um, it's a hard yeah, sell, gonna... though, isn't it? When a player puts in a performance like that, even though the fixtures, yeah. you know, OK, they've got the game in 30, but no double coming up, kind of a bit of a tougher run. But mm. yeah, he's, he's, he would be he would be a hard sell for me if, if I owned him. And his price isn't too bad either, no, to be honest. For what he's doing, yeah. um, he, he's actually not too bad. So, so far, I've got bigger fires to put out. I mean, Dennis and King are still there. So they, they need to they need oh, to make God. <laughs> They've been on my bench for, for ages. Um, so Antonio was the one to make way this week because, again, yeah, he's it was there was those three that needed to go. So it could have been either of them. Um, and yeah, next week will probably be you know King coming out for somebody else. So yeah, I've got bigger fires to play with at the moment. So Coutinho will probably be safe. Um, of course, if I play my wild card, then things might be a little bit different. But as you say, for for the way that he's playing at the moment. I think it'd be silly to take him out. Yep. I think just stick to the form. You talk about strikers, thinking about you know selling Dennis and King, who I've at last got rid of King, which feels absolutely amazing. Oh, congratulations! Yes, congratulations. I know it does. It does feel like a real a real victory, especially when he didn't he didn't even start against Arsenal. Um, oh, yeah. Another striker to add to the mix: the return, well, the return or, or the kind of emergence of, of Ivan Tony finally um, against Norwich. Okay, it was Norwich, but still a hat trick for Tony. Um, looking at his stats, I mean, you take away the penalties, <laughs> XG non-penalty of 0.2, absolutely mm. shocking. That's worse than P- Pukki, for example. Pukki's 0.26. Yeah. So, you know, he's got the penalties, but really without them, he wasn't really in line to get much. It doesn't indicate to me that there's a huge upturn in, in Ivan Tony, even though he came away with such a massive haul. But he's an option. I mean, he's got Leicester in, in game week 30. Um, there isn't a lot of other choice in the striker bracket. Would you be tempted by him? I think it's very knee-jerky. Very that's, that's, knee-jerky. The, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it is very knee-jerky. And because, because of the lack of strikers, I mean, if I was playing a free hit, then yes, he would he would probably be in the team. Um, in 30. Yeah, in 30, yeah. yeah. If I was playing a free hit yeah. in 30, then he would probably be in the team. Um, but outside of that, no, to, to be honest. Um, I think... I'm I'm more likely to be spending a lot more money and, and continuing to to stack up that midfield and that defence and just go for some other strikers and then just be just happy to leave him on the bench. I mean Bro is still cheaper than him, even though he's not playing in 30, he'd be someone that I'd be happier to hold going forward. Um and there are a lot of players around that price bracket now that we've got rid of King as well, that we can just, you know, get someone else in there and mm. just allow them to be an enabler. Um with Tony, I still don't really feel like I can really expect much from him. I had him at the start of the season as well, um, as I know a lot of people did. And yeah, I was happy to get rid of him and Mbumo because he's just, yeah, they, as stats-wise, they look like they can be doing a lot of damage. Um, and obviously the fact that Tony is on penalties does help. But how many penalties are Brentford really going to be getting? I mean, they just got two in the last game. so It's the uh, Norwich effect, isn't it? I think any, any team, Norwich are bottom of... Everything. You're the bottom of the league, bottom of the, the defensive stats, bottom of the offensive stats. They're just the team to target. So, yeah. you know, we talk about knee jerks and like you say, I think this is a classic knee jerk because the stats don't even paint Tony to look that good in that game against Norwich when you take the penalties out yeah. of it. So, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's an avoid. An avoid yeah, Tony. I'd avoid him. I'd avoid Tony. Um, as I say, there's plenty of other players that you can go from. If you're using your free hit in 30, then I understand. But yep. other than that, stay clear. Yep. Agreed. Um, Wolves next. So Wolves with a really poor performance against Palace. It's been coming for a while. They've been rubbish for, for a little while. Uh, just to just to show some stats here. I mean, game week twenty eight, they considered the third worst, the third most chances on target um, out of all, all teams. So Man United top. We'll talk about them in a second. City, Southampton, no surprise. They got absolutely battered by 
by Villa, uh, and then Wolves eight shots on target. Normally a good metric. I mean, you, you don't want your team to be conceding shots on target. In you know, that's just like the worst thing you want. Um, over the last six, Wolves are f- uh, fourth worst, no oh, fifth worst. Sorry, Leeds, Norwich, Brentford, Burnley, then Wolves. So this is a pattern. This isn't just a one-off knee-jerk thing. This is a pattern of results that indicate that Wolves have massively dipped off defensively. And I've got two of them on the free hit. I think a lot of people have, you know, got three Wolves players on on wild cards, and and you know, Jimenez has been benched. You've got nothing from defenders. It's been a bit mm-hmm. of a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, the Jimenez one's interesting because I don't think anyone saw that coming like two game weeks ago when when that when that team sheet came out in what was it twenty eight. We was all pretty shocked at that. Um, he looks off so, it. He looks well, well off it from what I've seen yeah, in the so, last month or so. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, so many people was putting him in for 29 did shock me a little bit, uh, especially when you've got Hawang there and he's like, what, 5.3 or 4 or mm. 6 or something like that. Um, he's nice and cheap. So, yeah, he he hasn't looked great. But Wolves, they, they've been shocking because they've been one of my favourite defensive teams for ages. I had yeah. Cody at the start of the season and he was like gold dust. He was just creeping in so many clean sheets and getting me so much points and no one was really clocking onto him. <laughs> like, yes, like his price wasn't even going up because no one was putting him in. He was like 4.5 for so long. Yeah, just one um, nil specialist, right? That's just what they were one doing. One nil specialist, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was doing the job and I was loving it, but... I'm not quite sure what's happened there. Maybe maybe it's got something to do with the fallback system that they're playing. Um, maybe Ike Nori isn't as as good at getting back as he is getting forward. I'm well, not he wasn't, sure. He wasn't in the team against Palace. He wasn't even there. No. So, yeah, that's true. That's who, true. Who, so, Hoover, Hoover played and, and um, you know, Large went crazy, saying all these younger players aren't putting the effort in and... You know, I don't, we don't think Eight Nori is including that. He's, he's he's been talking up Eight Nori sort of in, in past weeks, but mm-hmm. he's clearly not happy with some of the younger players um, in the side. And that's normally not a good sign when your manager starts blaming players and blaming attitude yeah. and stuff. That isn't indicated that suddenly Wolves are going to start improving massively. They've got a good fixture run, but I'm avoiding them almost. Com- I think I'm avoiding them completely on the on the wild card yeah. unless I go for Huang. Who you mentioned just yeah, because he's cheap, yeah, yeah, because he's a nice enabler, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, same to be honest. I think again, if you're free hitting in 30, then you're, you're stuck with a few options. Um, but yeah, other than that, outside of that, if I was using my wild card, then I'd probably avoid him as well. Um, Hawang, as we say, is probably the only one that looks interesting because we're because of the lack of forwards and and his price tag so and now that we know that Jimenez is really out of favor because he's just been rubbish um it is definitely worth maybe looking there but other than that I think you're right I think you're spot on I think the fact that he's now talking about the players and and actually doing a bit of a Jose Mourinho and targeting actual personality that's that's what I that's kind of how I saw it as well it's a bit yeah that's that's never good that's never good. That is a bit dangerous. Never, so. And especially the younger players as well. Like they're the ones yeah. you, you think you'd want to protect and, and shield a bit from criticism, not publicly attack them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you do with your Wolves? I mean, obviously Wolves have got the game in 30, so they're a hard sell because who else is there? But long-term wise, I'm, I've gone right off them. I'm happy not to yeah. have any. After, after I think 30. if you've got them in your team, if you've got them in your team and you need them for 30, then obviously you keep them. You've probably got, as I say, bigger fires to put out. Maybe you've still got King. Um, so yeah, you, there's probably players that you need to get rid of before that. But going going past game week 30, I'd probably avoid them until we start to see a little bit of a change. I think that they can put it back together. Mm. I think it would just take a few more weeks. Um, and you know, we'll see Wolves keeping clean sheets again. They've always been disciplined at the back and They've been one of my favourites. As I say, Cody at the start of the season was doing amazing things. Um, so I like to think that they will get back to that at some point. But for now, there's loads of other players that we can be looking at um, around those prices. There's nice cheap defenders that we can be looking at, especially if we're looking at twenty at like game week 29. Ben White's there for like 4.5 yeah. still. So, you know, you, you're more likely to go for someone like him than a than a Cody who's now gone up in price or a Kilman who well, White um White and and Spurs or someone like Dyer are, are, yeah. are good because yeah, they've yeah. they've got the double, then they've got a blank, and then they've got another double to come down mm-hmm. the line as well. So yeah. you you're effectively buying in a load, you know, a load more games. So if you go for a Wolves defender, you get the game in 30, but you don't get doubles either side of it because they're they're all out. Yeah. So I'd stay clear. I think it's a I think it's one to stay clear of. And yeah, just don't don't be putting in him in his because Definitely. he's really expensive as well. Like yeah, it's like just seven three, something like that. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'd avoid them. And the other thing is the midfielders, when they do look good, they have looked good like Neto and Podence. Um, if Podence was playing every game and he was keeping the consistency up, then he would be a really, really good FPO asset because he just, when he's on it, he looks amazing. Um, but yeah, you just don't know if the, with the rotation as well, like you mm-hmm. don't know who's, coming in who's going to be going out so we don't need that especially for like the last 10 games of the season we, just, we need to be getting those points right we do all about those points jay all about yeah. those points uh <laughs> speaking of points liverpool next they've been getting us a few points lately uh they play west ham i mean i've just got the the graphic of the screen liverpool one nil west ham uh their next year of two uh west ham had an next year of 1.33 so they should have scored I mean, it is, it is very, very obvious to say that anyone who's got double Liverpool defence, which is a lot of people, yeah. they got lucky, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because and I'll was... take it. I'll take it. You'll I'll take, take it. You're one of them. I'll you're one of those lucky ones. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I needed it for the James cover. Um, I've got Robertson and yeah, he's been amazing since I brought him in, to be fair. And yeah, I'll take, I'll take those clean sheets. We need them. We need them. So yeah, but no, you're right. Spot on. I think Lanzini. Should... I mean, the, the chip trying to, you know, little chip he did and cleared off the line by Trent. It was... Yeah, it was pretty much an open goal as well. Know. So, yeah, they were lucky there, Liverpool. Um, but they, they tend to do that quite a bit. I feel like they grind out quite a bit of results. I actually went to um, the Spurs-Liverpool game um, earlier on in the season. And, yeah, watching that live, I, I felt the same as well, where Spurs, you know, they had a lot of chances. Of, Liverpool just seemed to be getting away with like doing that and then when once they've come through that storm then that's it they're just they're back on the attack so it's hard to be putting them back into that corner again um but yeah i I will take all the luck that i needed from that game and (laughs) i will run with that because without those six points i think i'd be on a fat red arrow at the moment and considering what james has done especially people like you captaining him as well so yeah well done liverpool i'm happy with that and they still look good um, Matip's nice and cheap as well. So if you can't afford and you can't stretch to someone like Robertson, this is assuming everyone's got Trent now. Mm. Like if you haven't got Trent, I just don't know what's going on. You're not um, playing the game right. If you yeah, Trent. you're not. You're not serious. Although I didn't have him on the free hit, so <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm not serious. <laughs> there is that as well. But yeah, free free hits with exceptions. But you know, going forward, Matip does look like a nice little option there if you do want to go for someone a little bit cheaper. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see what the rotation is going to be like between, you know, Mane, Jota and and, and Diaz now, because yeah. they've got quite a few to play for. And then Firmino should be coming back at some point as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel safer with Robertson um, as opposed to trying to gamble with those yeah. boys. But Liverpool's always, always been a good Classic knee jerk, though, is Salah. I mean, really poor performance from, from him, I thought, against West Ham. Mm. Probably his worst performance of the season. Uh, although his standards have been so high, it's you know, it's bound to come sooner or later. But there is a classic knee jerk now because now people who are looking to play the triple captain in 29, you know, they, they didn't use it when he got all of his points against Norwich mm-hmm. and Leeds, but they've been saving it for this week. Now, all of a sudden, they're thinking, Oh, I wasn't too happy with that performance. Maybe now I won't use that chip on him. Maybe I'll save it for a bit further down the line. Have you still got it? Have you still got the triple captain chip? No, I use it on Salah. Use it on Salah. Um, yeah, I use it on Salah and um, when he got all of that point. Would you use it on him this week? If you still had it? If I still had it, I would. Yeah, I feel I still feel like he's the best option. I feel like he's still got the highest ceiling because um, you never really know. I mean, who else are you going to put it on? You're going to put it on Kane or Son? And, you know, how reliable are those guys when you don't know what Spurs are going to come out? One thing that you can guarantee with Liverpool is they're always going to come out and they're always going to be attacking. And, you know, Salah's always going to get an opportunity to, to get on the end of something or produce something or have a penalty. But with Spurs, you just don't know. You don't know what Spurs team is going to come out. And, you know, they've been very up and down. They're finding a bit of form now. Um, Son and Kane are obviously doing a lot better now. But for me, I, I still I still feel like Salah is the best option for games. They, ha- they have got another double game week to come. They do. So that's, but... that's the key, right? They've got United at home. And we know what United are awful. And we know what Salah can do against them. Yeah. And if that if that got dropped in, I mean, we think it's going to be either thirty three or thirty six. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, thirty six would be Spurs at home, United at home. Thirty three would be Villa away, United at home. So they're not perfect. If it was like a Norwich or a Newcastle or something like that, then of course, yeah. But I'm just really shocked that we, that everyone didn't take advantage of it when 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 the rest of us did because those fixtures were ridiculous. Like to ignore that. I know a lot of people went for a wild card instead, which I get the logic behind it. But I don't know. I feel like. 
it's more of a problem hanging on to it now because you're constantly going to be questioning yourself and you're constantly going to be thinking, oh, should I save it for that second double game week? And then I know a lot of people are going to be trying to use their bench boost in 36 as well, which is my plan. Yep. So if if I did have both of those both of those chips left, I would let, I would probably be using my um, triple captain in 29 yep. and then going for the bench boost in 36. Yep. Um, stick to the plan. No knee jerk. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's Mo Salah. So, you know, anything can happen. And he seems to be performing really well against like the teams that we don't expect him to be performing against as well. well he's playing Brighton and we're rubbish yeah. at the moment. So. Yeah, who haven't been doing too great. So, yeah, I would, if I had the triple captain, I'd get it out of the way. I'd be using it in 29. I wouldn't be looking elsewhere at like Spurs or anyone else. I saw someone talking about like, triple captain in madison earlier and <laughs> you know just really what yeah like, what really so i think people like yeah. to use the triple captain on a on a complete punt right that's that's mm. that's the opinion that, that some people have got for me you said it best earlier we like points i use it on yeah. the player i think it's going to get the most points don't try and be exactly. too clever with it exactly exactly you when you're using that chip you want to be safe if you want to take punts and just do it like a normal captaincy punt yeah. like you don't want to be using your one triple captain chip on the pump but you know some people play differently and some people enjoy that so if if that is you then fair do enough you. that's you do you, <laughs> do you. but <laughs> yeah if, if i had my if i had my triple captain i'd be playing it in 29 Death yep. good uh arsenal next so arsenal is kind of all about this young vibrant attack they've got going on at the moment uh so there's the stats for game week 28 uh odegaard at the top with in terms of expected goal involvement then lacazette then martinelli then saka who was the you know high scoring one um, of the lot. Um, over the last six, it's Lacazette with the highest XGI. I mean, he looks awful every time I watch him play. Um, but he's, you know, the focal point. He's getting the assists, the touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. But then it's Saka. Then you've got Martinelli, Odegaard. So I mean, there's not a lot in it between Saka, Martinelli and, and Odegaard. If you look at these stats. But for me, I think I'd, I'd rule Odegaard out. I, I just, you never really know how deep he's going to play. He's, you know, he's... The conductor of is let's use that cliche, he makes things happen. But is he really the one that's going to be involved in that killer pass or that or that goal? And then you've got Marcelli and Saka. Who, who would you go for? Saka's been my favourite. Um, I feel if it's if money's not an option, then it has to be Saka. He's just he looked that especially that game yesterday, like he looked incredible. He was unreal. He he should have got like five bonus points if that was a thing. Like he was <laughs> he was running everything. Um so he will always be he would always be the person that I will go to if if it's not if it's not about money. Um, Martinelli, we know how how explosive he can be on his day. So for his price, I still feel like he's he's really, good really value, good right? Value. Five point three for Martinelli. I think if you can't yeah. get to Saka, I think Martinelli is a completely fine alternative. Mm-hmm. I I want Saka would be my choice as well. Mm-hmm. But if I yeah. if I had a, if I needed to save a million. I, I would I wouldn't be too Let's upset. go to Martinelli, yeah, yeah, because you know, he, he got his goal as well, um, last game. So yeah, as you say, you said it just put it perfectly. If you can't get to Saka, then Martinelli's the next best thing. Um but I do feel like I do feel like Erdegaard is a nice little differential. Um because he has actually been racking up quite a few points and he's been he, he looks to be involved. At the start, obviously, when he came in, we didn't know whether he had cemented his place or not. And we didn't know whether he would he was 100% in the team. But now that looks pretty much set. Um, he does seem to be involved with pretty much everything. Mm. Um, sometimes he's the person that's played, like, the second assist or, you know, he's he's been the person to, to get, like, the rebound, which then leads something to a goal or start the play in the middle of the park and things like that. So... He has looked good from an FPL perspective. I don't know if that's what we want because obviously, you know, we're not getting any points for that. But I feel like if you did want to play a free hit in 30 and you wanted to take a little bit of a punt, then I don't I don't, I don't see anything wrong with Erdegaard, maybe just for that one game. But yeah, yeah, of course, Saka and Martinelli are the two standouts. Lacazette, like you say, when I watch him play, I just don't like it. I don't like it. Like even the yeah. assists that he got in the last game, they were just little, little, just cheap, cheap assists, cheap points, just cheap points. I had someone in WhatsApp group saying, "Ah, oh, Lacazette's just been so good." I'm like, "You're clearly not watching the game. You're clearly just checking the scores and seeing that he's he's got another assist. Like that does that doesn't count as an assist, surely not." <laughs> I think he does a um, job. He does a job, right? Like he's, he does he, a job. He's the big guy up front. They get the ball to him. He's in the team to chest the balls down and have his, the better players around him score. I mean, that isn't 
the Lacazette that they bought like four or five years ago. He was like an elite goal scorer. And he, he yeah. just, his touch looks off, his shooting's poor, his decision-making's questionable. All that stuff is is rubbish, but he is doing a job for them. But yeah. FPL-wise, oh, no. I mean, I've owned him for, for weeks and I think you're right. I think very lucky to get away with eight points, owners um, in that game. Yeah, I feel like... Um... One thing that we can obviously guarantee is that he's going to be in the team because obviously they've, they've got no one else. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that he's there does does sway people quite a bit. And yeah, maybe if he was a lot, maybe if he was a bit cheaper, I, I assume next season he's going to be a lot cheaper. Mm. Um, but his price as well at if the he's moment is still just, there. If he's still there, yeah. But at the moment, that price tag, I just I can't I can't accept that. Nah. <laughs> Especially when you've got like someone like Martinelli who's getting forward so much. Yeah. Um, and Saka, who just looks like, you know, so amazing. Him and Coutinho for me this weekend have just stood out Absolutely. so much. Like they, yeah. they smashed it. So and De Bruyne, yeah. who we're going to talk about right now. Right, yeah. Uh, the yeah. final game, final game. Your team. You're a Man United fan. Uh, you got absolutely battered by Man City 4-1. Yeah. It was a good first half, I thought, from United. They played well, pressed well. Sancho scored a good goal. You know, but then I mean, the second half. What happened? Like what happened? Like you just you just got absolutely torn apart in every conceivable way. It must have been painful watching. I think they just gave up. Yeah. I think Gary Neville was saying as well that like during the commentary, like the last what was it like the last fifteen minutes, Man City had like a hundred percent possession or something yeah. like that. It was ninety one point five percent or something. Yeah, yeah ninety one point five or something. It was something ridiculous. Um. So I think once it got to that stage, I think I think they just gave up. But I'm not. Oh, I just. Don't get me started with Man United, please, because I just I just don't know what's going on over there. Like, let's talk, let's talk what... about let's talk about City then, because I, I think people are off the United train now. The fixtures are the worst of all teams. Yeah, uh, you know, there's I don't think anyone's investing in Ronaldo, Fernandez, anyone. So let's talk about City. Everyone's going off City, right? Cancelo is being sold, Foden. You know, people mm-hmm. had Mares and De Bruyne and, and, and players, but they're all kind of going under the radar a bit because they haven't got the game in thirty. No double in twenty nine. No double coming. What do you think about that? Do you think we're we're ignoring City kind of to our peril, or do you think that's kind of the right thing to to do? I think it just depends on whether you, it depends on how much you want to attack these doubles. Because, like like you said, there you've hit the nail on the head. They're, 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 people are taking them out because of the doubles or because of the blanks. Obviously, if Man City were involved in this, then we'd all be tripling up on Man City. The fact that people are taking out Cancelo is because they're trying to get in someone like a Reece James who have got a double, or you know they've brought in maybe someone like Luca Dean who might be a little bit of a regret now. Um, and that's the only reason for it. We all know how great Man City are. Like no one's going to sit here and feel like. You know, if you do see a Man City and your friend starting lineup, that's a bad option or that's a bad choice. They're always going to be good options. But the other thing is always Pep Roulette. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how often players like Mahrez are going to start. Like Sterling was on the bench last game. Grealish started last game, who hasn't been in the starting lineup yeah. for how for how long. Um, and then, you know, we don't know how far forward De Bruyne is going to be playing. Jesus has just come back from injury. So because there's so many options there, it still is a little bit of a worry when, you can go with someone like a, um, a, a, a Andy Robertson or, you know, a, a, a James or a Rudiger or someone who you can pretty much guarantee is going to be playing those minutes. Yeah. So I think that's that's the only reason for it. Um, but I feel like the last few game weeks that have been a double have shown us not to ignore the good single fixtures, single game week fixtures, because like we've just spoken about people like Saka who, you know, did amazing in the last game. Um, Kevin De Bruyne and Mahrez obviously smashed it there against Man United. And yeah, I just think it depends on the fixture. If 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 in 31, 32 and 33, you've got, you know, a, a spot in midfield and you can see that there's a Manchester City fixture there that you want to attack, then 100% by all means, go for it. Foden's still really good value. I was going like, to say, I price. still I still think, I know De Bruyne has just got like 18 points, but mm. Foden was so good again yeah. in that game and he should have come away with a couple of assists and probably a goal like he he was playing such a such a high level and he's yeah, 7.9 that, that he did as oh, well I wasn't it? i know that was, that was lovely absolutely that class lovely. so the like for his price tag i don't think there's anything wrong if if he's still in your team then by all means like that could be a nice imagine manchester city players are now differentials that's well that's crazy. it i know i mean cancelo crazy. for example i mean i i've i'm not going to be having cancelo on, on my on my wildcard team or mm. any city players but 
I'll tell you, when it cut, I think when 30's over and it comes into 31, I might be looking to get one in for the run-in, even though they haven't yeah. they haven't got the doubles. Yeah, it's t it's tricky for me because I've still got hold of him and I got him right from the beginning. So I've got so much money tied up in him. So I'm one of the managers that are, are very reluctant to sell him because of how much I'm going to mm. lose. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to have a look at it, but it's not. It's definitely not going to be a bad option. I'm just a little bit gutted that you know he didn't manage to actually get like the fact that my team has lost. We've conceded four goals and Cancelo hasn't been involved in any of that. <laughs> just double means it sucks. The, the, in, in, I know. In every way. Double so, whammy. Yep. Double whammy. <laughs> um, it was lovely to see the Sancho goal and, and, and things like that. But, you know, like I've just been hit from both sides there. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking at Cancelo um, going into 29. And if I am playing my wild card, then he probably won't survive it. But, you know, if I don't play my wild card and if we do manage to make it past game week 30, then yeah, 100% he'd be in my team. 100%. Yep. Jay, that's it. That's nine teams. That's the nine teams that have played this week covered uh, on your first video uh, with Scout. So thank you for joining me for that. Hopefully you've, you've enjoyed it. It's been good. It's been great. Yeah, it's been great, man. It's been yeah. great. And as I said, like at the start, I appreciate it. So thanks a lot, especially as a new YouTuber, you know, bursting onto the scene. Where do people go, Jay, if they want to hear more from you? Cool. So if you want to check out the channel, it is um, FPL of the day. So that's FPL of the day, like match of the day, but no affiliation. Um, on Twitter, <laughs> it is it is FPL of the day. So FPL and then the words of the day. So go and check me out on Twitter. I'm really enjoying the community on there, just interacting with everyone, following everyone back, having a good old chat. Um, and yeah, do let me know if you do check out one of the videos or you subscribed or just let me know what you think down in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm quite a friendly guy. So yeah, we'll always respond back and yeah, just appreciate all the support and all the love so far. It's been a great journey so far and hope that it continues. Your only problem is that you're a United fan. Other than that, you see, yeah, you see I know it. it's a problem for me at the moment as well. So don't worry. We're, we're, we're all in that together. You should just be enjoying it. The fact that they're doing so bad. I am a little bit to be fair, but, that, <laughs> but now Brighton have lost four in a row. So I can't exactly celebrate. Yeah, that, that, is true. <laughs> that is true as well. So, mm. so yeah, Nice one, Jay. Well, we'll um, hopefully uh, chat again soon. Um, but for now, thanks very much and good luck cool. with the rest of the Gaming 28. Thank you, mate. Take care.